Welcome to the Rush Hour. Your daily dose of pop culture and entertainment news for your Rush Hour ride. Work sucks, but your commute doesn't have to. Buckle up and enjoy the drive with your host, stand-up comedian and power recapper, Dave Neal. Good morning, everybody. Happy Monday, February 19th, 2024. Going to give you all that good entertainment news on your ride to work. Boy, this is a tough one. These are the doldrums the next six weeks, right? This is the moment where we are no longer in football season, but the spring hasn't really hit yet. Nothing to live for for the next few weeks. I tell you what, live for me. I am going to single-handedly get you through the end of the winter. We are going to make it out. Okay, folks, I got some entertainment content to get to and some Bachelor Nation content as well. Um, I've got a little bit of a throwback uh, on the uh, old days of Bachelor in Paradise, a story that's finally getting some more information and that is what the hell went down with Corinne Olympios back when she was on Paradise. They might not even have a Paradise anymore. Well, Corinne um, and actions that happened while she was on Paradise shut the show down while they did some independent reviews and it was a wild story. We'll be looking back at that in a little bit, but also a pretty crazy weekend for the Justice for Clayton uh, Reddit community. That's a community set up to champion survivors and victims like Clayton Eckerd, who of course is battling uh, his accuser who claims he knocked, uh, she not yeah, he knocked her up even though she's yet to prove that she was ever pregnant. Well, that subreddit was shut down over the weekend, uh, seemingly just taken care of and sent out to the woods and just shot into oblivion. Now what happened? Were there reports? I mean, no one really knows, but after it was taken down, it came back up for like hours and then it was taken down again. It seems as though it's back up. So I think we're back um, in good standings. But what a wild time out there for the truth. And again, all we're asking for is to try and get the truth to uh, make an appearance. You know, and that's all just reality, really. Isn't that what we want? It's just like some form of reality. The Justice for Clayton subreddit has acquired up to 3,600 members. And these are people that are just on top of this court case sharing all of the publicly available documents and respectfully trying to have justice prevail. Well, justice may be prevailing. I'm going to give you some updates later today in the Patreon regarding the potential documentary. It looks like there is already an approved title that's going on. I can't make this up. I'll talk more about that. I can't promise I can disclose too much, but I can talk more about the very quick happenings because sometimes, look, things can move very slow, you know, years of of um, people not paying consequences, this and that. And then all of a sudden, uh, when entertainment gets involved, things can move very, very fast. We'll discuss that more on Patreon. Patreon.com slash Dave Neal at noon central time. All right, non-bachelor news. What a day it was for the Today Show. Rita Ora confirms she was asked to co-host the Today Show last minute after Kelly Rowland walked off set. She confirmed she was asked to co-host, I think, with with two minutes notice uh, after the morning show's producers were left scrambling when Kelly Rowland walked off. I don't know how to pronounce her name. Is it Rowland or Rowland? Who cares? Well, this happened, um, Rita captioned on Instagram Friday, a slideshow of photos and videos featuring her co-hosting alongside Hoda Kotb. Hey, listen, if they ever need me, I could do a great job. I can read the teleprompter. I can be very affable in four-minute segments. 
segments, you know, with commercial breaks. I've watched The Morning Show. Have you guys seen that show on Apple? Um, um, the Morning Show, fantastic portrayal of morning TV. I oh, Let me tell you something. Here's a secret you might not have known about me. I always wanted to be in morning TV. I don't know what it is. Just that morning coffee, the newspaper. I really just wanted to be Regis Filmin. But here we are. That, you know, I got a host of Bachelor Rush Hour. I mean, it, it's essentially the same, right? So uh, folks are wondering, what the hell happened to Kelly that made her just take off? Because she was, I guess, friends with the Today Show. Uh, but I guess she showed up and was not happy. A source says they did not like the dressing room. So they decided to pull her off the show, leaving Hoda Copy without a guest host for the 10 a.m. hour. Literally, nobody cares. You could just make fart noises with your armpit for the 10 o'clock hour and no one's going to know the distant, the difference. Who watches these shows? Now, I understand you're, you're at home with the kids. You just want something on in the background. That's all it is. But hey, that's all I am too. So I'm here for you. So if she's walking off that set, just stick to Bachelor Rush Hour and we won't let you let you go. All right. Speaking of entertainment news, the sports world has never been more entertained than by the Kelsey brothers. Of course, the better half, or I should say maybe equal or lesser half of Taylor Swift, Super Bowl champion Travis Kelsey, and his big brother Jason Kelsey, who plays for the Philadelphia Eagles, described the after party and what it was like to really, uh, really just party it up. This is uh, uh, from their podcast. Uh, what's their podcast called? New Heights. Have a listen. Rue 99 on Club 92. How electric was the Super Bowl after party? Nobody parties better than Jason Kelsey. We it was electric. Having my big brother around. Dude. It really didn't start getting to the next level until I found that luchador mask. Because initially when I first got there, you were trying to get me to go up on the stage with you and I'm like, no, I'm going to be over here. This is your guys' time. Which I respect. There's something about finding that luchador mask that really just Transform really now apparently the luchador mask was given to him by a child during the parade but there are there are different um, stories about how he uh, you know acquired the luchador mask but i have to say it makes me want to get a luchador mask for merchandise for our show i don't want to appropriate uh, mexican wrestling culture here but uh the luchador mask just can really bring out a whole new character <laughs> for everyone <laughs> It was insane. The belly dance where it was just like the the bobbing up and down, just mo- going with the motion. <laughs> all right, we hey hey, no, we've all we've all put a mask on and party. You know, it's a little anonymity. You can be a different version of yourself. All right, well. I got an interesting story for you. Let's jump right into it. Donald Trump booed on stage because he presented and unveiled his new shoes he's selling. Have a listen. Former President Trump back on the campaign trail, this time selling his own line of Trump-branded sneakers. These appearances came less than a day after a judge ordered him to pay $350 million penalty for financial fraud. Wow. A lot of emotion. There's a lot of emotion in this room. Thank you. Thank you. So so the really nice thing is we have lines, and I want to thank Chase, and I want to thank Alan. All right, so, hey, look, I mean, I, I wish... If I, if I ever get booed doing stand-up comedy, I wish I could just say, wow, there's a lot of emotion in this room. Hey, I, hey, look, I, I know, I know I'm know i sure some of our audience likes Trump. I mean, I think it's fair to say he about half of the country 
would vote for him and half wouldn't. But very interesting. I always said, you know, these uh, his new shoes should be called uh, the uh, Air Jordans for, Don, you know, Air Jordan instead of Air Jordan. You know what I mean? All right. But there's a million different. Uh, they're calling them the insurrections, whatever, folks. Either way, you know, you got to do what you got to do to make a buck out there. Um, another man who's running for president is RFK Jr. He was on TMZ Live with his wife, Cheryl Hines. She's an actress, of course course from Curb Your Enthusiasm. Uh, and uh, by the way, that's what that's the sound we have. We have that Curb Your Enthusiasm sound. So we really just have all the production uh, quality out here. So anyway, that's Cheryl Hines. She and RFK Jr. were on TMZ Live uh, answering the question, will he run as the vice president for uh, the Don? You had been asked whether you would accept a, uh, a position on the ticket if Trump asked you. And I think your response was, um, that would be devastating to my marriage. I think Bobby knows me very well. Ah, okay. <laughs> I think that's. The I think that's the and answer. That's also, why he's not saying anything right now. I, I think that's your answer. Family members have spoken out about disagreeing with your politics, and as the campaign continues, how do you, how do you navigate those waters with your family? You know, there are differences of opinion. I don't know how your family is, but if they agree with everything that you do, but it's. It's not, for me, it's not an issue. And by the way, we argue with each other about everything. We were, we were raised in a milieu where we were taught to debate each other, to do it with, with passion, but also with congeniality. Now, I know a lot of times when I have a rant or something that goes on there, people go, oh, you Democrat, you this, you that. But uh, you guys, you guys have to know this. I'm a free thinker out here. And my, my opinions from a progressive place are that we're getting robbed from pharmaceutical companies. We're getting robbed from insurance companies. We're getting robbed by all the lobbyists, the NRA. There's so much money being spent. And where does it even go to? Oh, it rides right up to the top. And I wish we had a political candidate, someone like a Bernie Sanders, who could be out there exposing it all but instead uh, we are we are stuck in a two-party system RFK is interesting he's ve- I mean you can't say he's not interesting whether what he's saying is true or not or if he's got the right uh, ideology it's for sure interesting and I think people if they are going to criticize at least we could inform ourselves on who we are voting uh, for in this upcoming election and you might say Dave come on it's a bachelor recap channel what are you doing well it's entertainment and pop culture but the pop culture really is sliding into political culture when you've got presidential candidates, uh, you know, creating shoe brands and RFK running for president. You know, uh, it's it's wild out there. But anyway, we'll have to see. Let's see if RFK is right or wrong about our ability to have conversation. I really um, I really uh, do. I have learned a lot from people in doing my channel in that there there are there are there is a spectrum of people that don't want to have a conversation right but i think it's more of like a horseshoe effect if you can look at the horseshoe the far left and the far right are almost like touching each other in their ability to sort of not have uh like higher higher iq conversation but i think most people center left center right and center can have a a dialogue and i think we need to get back to that i just think that the entertainment world and the news media and the way that it's all built really pushes against rational conversation. Conversation. I think most people are rational. I think it's 
shocking that Trump even has a chance. But what it goes to show is that so many Democrats have let down people that they feel abandoned and vice versa. What we have to remember is whether senators are on the left or on the right, wherever they are, most of them are paid for by lobbyists. We need to get money out of the whole system. That's my belief. I don't know what you guys think. All right. We will be back with a lot more content. We're going to get to that right after the break. Just about everybody calls somebody else a narcissist. Oh, my ex was a narcissist. You didn't know what they did. Well, I got sent this interesting reel by a Instagram account called a healing after a narcissist. They said, I am often asked, Dave, can a narcissist change? Many of you know how much I love uh, Dr. Uh, Romani and Mel Robbins. So please check out this clip of them discussing the answer to the question. If narcissist people can change, let's have a listen. Narcissism is a personality style and it would be considered a maladaptive personality style because it's not good for relationships. It's a rigid personality style like most unhealthy personality style. It's not something that changes. Personality in and of itself is pretty rigid for all of us. You have a personality, I have a personality. They can only change so much, right? The narcissistic person's is like cement. Is it possible? in your clinical experience for a narcissist to actually change? We're actually asking something unreasonable, the narcissistic people, when we think that they can change. And when you throw in there, they're less likely to go to therapy. And when they start going to therapy, they're 60% more likely to drop out of therapy. Anyone can change, the narcissistic person won't change. Interesting. Anyone can change, but narcissism, uh, narcissistic people won't change. The story of narcissus comes from Greek mythology. Narcissus is the son of the river guard, god Sisyphus. Sisyphus. Oh my gosh. And a nymph named Liriop, famous for his beauty, Narcissus fell in love with his reflection. The Narcissus myth has been featured in many paintings and other works of art. You know, we talk about this because by yeah, by me, uh, you know, I'm I'm not a psychologist, but very interesting that Reality Steve had interviewed a very well-known psychologist regarding the Jane Doe phenomenon. And I don't know, I don't know what what she may suffer from, but the idea of change is what's so important and wondering who and if we can. And sometimes in a relationship, you don't change until you get out of it. Sometimes the catalyst of a breakup is enough to change you for the better. Uh, we see that so many times where people have a hard time shifting who they are in a relationship. Kind of like it's hard to shift who you are in high school. And then you go to college and you can be the better version of yourself and so on and so forth. Well, I just always encourage people if there's any, uh, you know, any, uh, positive uh, you know, message we can have today, it's to have a growth mindset. Don't be fixed into who you think you are. You know, we are just a ball of energy, a ball of cells, biological matter that is binded together by forces we cannot fathom. And what we do know is that those cells are constantly being turned over. They're constantly being improved upon as we grow new muscles, when we focus energy in different aspects of our body or our mind. So, if you do want to change and you do want to be a better version of yourself, just know you will see actionable changes very soon. If you decide to maybe don't bring the phone into the bedroom, maybe read more, maybe uh, you know call your mom more and uh, meditate or have a gratitude journal, all these little shifts can can be rungs up a ladder that really help us uh, become better versions of ourselves. We'll never be somebody else, but we can always be a better version of ourselves. Speaking 
of that is Jelly Roll. We've talked about Jelly Roll for a while, of course. He is the super famous singer, uh, rapper, songwriter, and he's actually been performing at jailhouses. Jailhouse School brings singer Jelly Roll's message of hope behind bars. Very, very fascinating to see someone like Jelly Roll. We played him a few weeks ago where he's going into Congress and sharing the message of trying to get off of the powerful and negative effects of drugs. He here he is singing in the, in jail. It's not your typical concert venue for a country singer inside a local county jail. The reason? Very personal for Jelly Roll. He's known firsthand that the path out of a life of crime starts behind bars. In a place where the odds seem stacked, a monotonous march often leads inmates to a helping of despair. I've been here 28 months. 27-year-old Shakur Brewer is no stranger to the Genesee County Jail. Since turning 18, he's been arrested several times, failing to break a pattern of crime. I never really, like, took the time to think about things I like. You know, like, my passion and what I feel like I'm good at. But this time, Brewer has been given an opportunity to figure that out, receiving an education while he awaits his trial on serious charges of assault, felony firearms, and manufacturing narcotics. Instead of doing the same thing over and over, let's just train them while they're here. Sheriff Chris Swanson says he began recognizing a problem decades ago as he climbed the ranks to become sheriff. People like Brewer committing crimes were the same people year after year coming back to jail shortly after being let out. Swanson was right. In the U.S., studies show 70% will reoffend within five years of being released. They say, uh, you know, here you are. Don't come back. It's impossible. I've definitely changed the way I look at the prison complex, especially having lived most of my adult life in some underprivileged neighborhoods. And you realize that people are just trying their best. People live in food deserts that are not getting proper food or education, or they're living in poverty where they're uh, you know, forced to make money in unethical ways, and then that gets them in the system, that gets them you know, uh, unable to vote because they're a felon. And like I said, it goes, it goes on and on and on. And most of our prisons are actually um, for-profit prisons. They are, it's a prison industrial complex, right? They are people that make a lot of money by keeping people behind bars. And it's actually a lot cheaper to try to educate them, enlighten them, get them jobs, get them back on their feet than it would be to just keep them imprisoned because that's a very expensive on the taxpayers. And yet here in the good old United States of America, do you guys know this? At the end of 2023, the U.S. had the highest number of incarcerated individuals worldwide with almost 1.8 million people in prison, followed second by China. China with around 100 with uh, which had 100,000 fewer prisoners Brazil followed in third now there's other countries that are smaller that are high, have a higher per capita prison rate but either way very interesting and good to see uh, jelly roll doing uh, doing his best to preach to others the good way above and out of those dark places all right well I've got Iggy on the show do you remember Iggy he was on Bachelor in Paradise season four we're gonna get to what he has to say about about Corinne Olympios and the DeMario situation. Remember that? We'll have that story right after the break.
Iggy was on Living Large podcast, and uh, he has a clip here that's making its rounds where he discusses how wild the Corinne Damar situation was. Again, there was a lot of drinking going on back in the day. This was probably the situation that actually led to drink limits on the show. I can't believe they didn't have them. This is only a few years ago, but have a listen. Season is the reason they have a drinking limit on the show. So there's like 20 people that came down, and we would come down. If you haven't seen the show, there's like one or two people that start out on the beach and then they bring a person down. You walk down to the beach. Hey, oh my God, what's going on? There's like this big like fucking hello celebration. There's about 20 people that come down. Someone decided that for whatever reason, every time someone comes down, the group was going to take a shot of tequila. And by the end of the day, we're 20 shots in. Jeez. Every time someone came down, I was like the fifth or sixth person there. So I'm hammered. And we're talking about girls that are like five, five, mm-hmm. 98 pounds <laughs> who are pounding shot after shot of tequila and it was the most unhinged shit i if you look at our photo corinne i love you if you're watching this like her knees all fucking buckled like we're holding people up like it's a fucking mess on our season there was a sexual assault case what it, it, so it, it so it was between corinne who with the wonky leg and and demario who's who's still a friend of mine it was so drunken and sloppy and it was super late in the evening and my understanding of it was neither of them had a problem with They were both fine with whatever was happening. But a producer walked around the corner and saw them doing whatever they were doing in the jacuzzi. And that producer was like, that girl couldn't give consent. So she sued the show. The producer producer sued the show. Not Corinne and Demario who were engaging in the activity. The producer sued the show. And she got a fucking bag. It feels... He says she got a bag. Really? The producer made money off of this? I didn't even know this. This is actually going to be making some news. We might have to have a video about this. Now, as you know, I've interviewed Corinne Olympios, and it was a fantastic conversation if you want to go check out the Dave Neal show. Uh, but, uh, yeah, after this all went down, they actually had to pause the 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 um, the filming and they did like a full investigation to which point they said there was no crime committed but it still looked really bad of course for Demario and um you know and and I guess Corinne although afterwards she claimed she was a victim and then she later apologized to Demario because everyone looked at him as like dude what did you do and again uh privately I guess they floated the footage around but publicly no one really knows other than they were drunk. But very interesting to hear that story. I wanted to bring it to you. In a non-bachelor story, Dakota Johnson's box office hit, or I should say bomb, Madam Webb bombs, press run to blame. So um, she had it, um, she, it was very interesting promotion for this movie. She shot it all on a green screen and some of the, some of the interview clips that came out made it look like, I'm not saying she was sabotaging uh, the movie, but maybe she knew it sucked. The running total for the six-day holiday weekend, beginning Valentine's Day and ending tomorrow on President's Day, this was a few days ago, is just $25.8 million domestically and about the same amount globally, an abysmal opening for a major superhero flick. In fact, Hollywood Reporter claims it's the worst opening for a Sony movie featuring Spider-Man-related characters and continue the trend of underperforming superhero movies from both Marvel and DC. Here's what she had to say about not even watching the movie herself. I haven't actually seen the movie. <laughs> haven't you? <laughs> when you go to a premiere, do you sit there or do you go out the back door and go to a nice restaurant? I, I'll go to have dinner. I don't. I'll feel honesty. Yeah, I probably won't. I don't know when I'll see it. Someday. But have you watched your other movies? Some of them. Yeah. 
oh boy, she sounds so, uh, I don't want to say dumb. She just sounds so lifeless. Like, I, I, and again, I, honestly, I understand they go through these press junkets. It must be exhausting. But sometimes I don't think celebrities know how good they have it. And of course, um, you know, Dakota Johnson, she is no stranger to, look, I'm not saying she's had things given to her in life, but her parents are quite famous. So she's, uh, her mom's, uh, uh, Melanie Griffith, right? Is that how you pronounce her mom? But either way, she, you know, she's talked about the whole Nepo situation. Her mom's Melanie Griffith. Her dad is Don Johnson. And she has talked about her success as a Nepo baby, which of course, nepotism means you got a gig because of your parents or someone in your family. But she did say previously, if you're a journalist, then write about something else. That's just lame. Uh, when that first started, I found it to be incredibly annoying and boring. Well, of course, it's lame for someone who comes from that place of privilege. That'd be like if I was like the son of a famous uh, radio DJ, and I was like, boy, it's so boring that you think I only got my success because of, you know, having a famous father in the industry, you know? So I understand. I mean, it's like everyone wants to think that they did, they did it all on their own. But the truth is, we all have people helping us and nudging us in different directions in one way or another. But boy, at least pretend to enjoy the movie that you were in. Maybe she shot the movie and just realized it sucked and she's contractually obligated to, to do her, um, her, these press junkets, but I wouldn't want to tie her down. Not after that 50 shades of gray success. All right, folks, well, we're going to have a lot of content to get into today. It's going to be a good one. And then after all of our YouTube videos, our Patreon at noon central time, we'll be back this afternoon for another episode of bachelor rush hour. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. And if you didn't, don't. Join the free Facebook group, Dave Neal's Community. Got cash? Become a premium member at patreon.com slash Dave Neal. Link in the description below. And don't forget to follow Dave on Instagram at dneals for upcoming stand-up shows. See you tomorrow on The Rush. Come <laughs> on.